Hi, everyone. Hi, everyone. I'm Lisa. And I'm Lucy, and we run Sticker Guru, a stationery and stickers shop. We created the Big Plans podcast to share the things we've learned over the past six years of running our own business. And we are back with Welcome season back. two, episode five on how to find your niche. Also, um, I don't know if like, we want to throw in some small talk, but I just wanted to share because I'm really excited that I'm getting a new laptop on um, in a couple, like next week, basically. It's coming next week. Oh, nice. nice and nice. I'm really excited because... Uh, my MacBook, my current MacBook Pro is from 2013. So that's crazy. That's literally, like, it's almost 10 years so old. That's so old. I'm surprised it hasn't like broken down. At it, has, this point. it definitely <laughs> has broken down in the past and I've gotten it fixed. So oh. um, I think I, it like broke down after one year. And so I had some big part of it replaced. I paid like $600, oh. but then it's worked fine what? ever since. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's still cheaper. I'm like, well, yeah, because but I only had it for one year, so it's kind of like might as well just replace this thing instead of buying a whole new computer. But yeah, books are expensive now, or I feel like they've gotten more expensive. expensive. Yeah, definitely with all like the upgrades, it could really add up. Pricey, but I'm really excited because it takes like two hours to export a one gigabyte video from iMovie on my MacBook. (laughs) and so i would love to not have to wait hours for a tiny little video yeah i feel like usually it takes me like five minutes to export like a 10 minute video it's like yeah fast yep so anyways just wanted to share that because i'm really excited (laughs) it's time (laughs) for an upgrade finally finally anyways today we're talking about how to find your niche which is something that we say literally all the time. I feel like that's our like number one tip. It really for is. For people who are like starting, like not even just a sticker shop, but like any business. Any business. I feel like it's so important to find a niche. Yeah, even if it's um, whether you're starting a sticker shop or some other kind of business, you're selling on Etsy or even like a service-based business, like if you're a social media manager Um, or a content creator like you all have to have your own niche yeah I feel like for the sticker community there's like there's so many different kinds of stickers there's like die cuts labels um, bullet journal stickers planner stickers literally like there's so many subsections within making and selling stickers Um, even within the planner community I feel like there's like so many variety, like there's like washi and like different stickers for different planners. So I feel like if you can find your niche within a larger community, that will definitely help to set you apart from other businesses. Yes, definitely. And it's taken us a while to figure out our own niche, but I think we've gotten mm-hmm. there. So let's talk about how one finds their own niche. Step one, I think, is really important. It is to identify either your passion, your interest, hobby, skills, strengths, and not just one of those, but like write down a list. Mm -hmm. I think definitely just like making a whole list and seeing overall what you're interested in, what you're good at, 
for me, I feel like I was really interested in planning at the time. And I have always had like a hustling sort of mindset. So oh, yeah. Like that mm-hmm. would be like my skill. Um, so like those are two things that I would personally write down. Yes. And also you have other skills too. Like for example, you're um, like technologically savvy, which like <laughs> hits your like computer science engineer. Um, I feel like you've always been good with technology or just trying to figure out mm-hmm. things, how things work. Yeah. Like how a very work. engineer also, kind of mindset. I also really like to like DIY things. Like Oh yeah, that too. Making things myself. Yeah, because I don't think I could have figured out how to do all the silhouette things myself because I don't know, like just like having to like test things over and over again oh, makes yeah, me like, feel sick. Lot, to my stomach. Of, <laughs> a lot of trial and error. Like yeah. I I remember like spending hours just like repeatedly like printing things out, trying to cut them and Oh yeah, I could it never was do the whole mm-hmm. process. <laughs> yes. I could never do that. But that's a strength for you. And so that also leads you to the whole sticker niche. Mm-hmm. So while you could pick, and I'm speaking to our listeners, while you could listener. pick a category um, or space that you've never shown interest in, like that is possible. Like maybe you have never heard of crypto before, but now you want to go into crypto. <laughs> but <laughs> It probably makes more sense to look at what you already enjoy doing or what you're already good at. Mm -hmm. Because if you're going to make this into a business, you will be working on this for literally hours every day. So you probably want to pick something that you'll like doing. Like all we do is think about stickers. And luckily, like we like stickers. (laughs) we, We like stickers. We like the designing we like posting on social media like we like doing all those things mm-hmm. and I feel like if you have to like force yourself to do something then it's going to be much much harder to to like do it full time I feel like exactly like it's there's definitely um luckily our skill sets complement each other also so then mm-hmm. we're able to um like cover more ground in terms of yeah. like our our niche but yes you definitely want to make a list and then see if there's things that you can combine on your list like all these different strengths and skills and interests that we just mentioned so So once you have your list mm -hmm. I feel like step two is to find if there's any like problems or gaps in the things that you're interested in So Mm -hmm. I feel like at the time when I was getting into planning and decorative decorative planning and making stickers, I felt like at the time there weren't that many shops selling kits, selling like full four-page, six-page weekly kits. And like the shops that did sell them, they were like either super expensive or like they had like long processing times, just things like that. And I was like, well, I'm a college student not college I'm a high school student at the time and I'm like I can't afford to like spend $30 every single week on a new sticker kit so I was like I really like DIY let's see if I can just like make my own stickers right so your problem at the time was that you couldn't afford these stickers for yourself Mm -hmm. and then also 
Like there weren't a also, ton of sticker just, kits yeah, available. Right. There just wasn't that many options anyway. Okay. So you picked a category that you already mm-hmm. familiar with, which was the stickers, because it was literally a hobby of yours. Yeah. And then so then it was really easy to find this problem. Yeah, just there just wasn't much out there. I mean, there was plenty of like functional planner stickers and like icons, but there weren't a lot of weekly kits. Yeah. Um, and I think focusing on what a problem is helps you to become more unique because these are things that no one else has already solved. There's no other product out there that already meets this need. And if mm-hmm. you have this problem, someone else probably already also has this problem. So True. also other things to think about is if you can't think of a, a problem per se, um, think about do you have like a unique style or a unique method or a process mm-hmm. that doesn't already exist? Like what can you bring to the table in this category that other shops haven't already done? Right. So so I feel like nowadays that problem that I had previously where there weren't enough options out there, I feel like now there is plenty of mm-hmm. sticker kits available pretty much every sticker shop sells some sort of like weekly kit um but we noticed that shops usually have like longer processing times um or they're not like ready to ship so mm-hmm. that is something where we felt like we are really good at that like having quick processing times being ready to ship that helps set us apart from the all these sticker shops that do sell kits now. Yeah. So your niche changed, right? It was first it was mm-hmm. just literally your niche was that you sold planner sticker kits yeah. within this bigger planner sticker community. And mm-hmm. now you have become this ready to ship planner sticker kits that ship really mm-hmm. quickly. Because the problem yeah. is no longer just finding sticker kits for people. It's finding sticker kits that can be that they can receive quickly. Yeah. So I think the key thing to take away from this is that niches aren't set in stone. It, it will ideally change as you continue to um, grow as a business. Hopefully mm-hmm. you're niching down as you go. So yeah. like we, we niche down. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Always niche down. That's tip number two. <laughs> um, so also, you did a lot of research. Mm-hmm. You, like, what kind of research did you do? Um, so I feel like, um, honestly, when, when I was, like, looking into making planner stickers, uh, my first thought wasn't to start selling them immediately. My first thought was, I just want to make some for myself. And so I was like looking up all of the materials that you need to make your own stickers. I was like, oh, like a pack of sticker paper is only like $15 for a hundred sheets. And then I was looking into like the cutting machine and like a silhouette portrait was like 150, I want to say. And I was like, wow, like this really isn't that expensive. Yes, Mm -hmm. there is an overhead cost, but like 
the cost of like a kit could easily like you sell a few kits and that could easily cost um that could easily cover the overhead cost to buy the cutting machine and so like once i was like going down the rabbit hole of figuring out what i needed to make my own stickers i was like hmm like i feel like i i see this opportunity here to be able to make some money from selling sticker kits. Okay. So like once you did the research, you saw an opportunity mm-hmm. for selling these sticker yeah. kits. Um, yeah. Did you also get any feedback from people in the community? Yeah. So I was making my stickers and I was using them in um, plan with me videos on YouTube. And I was also posting to Instagram so I feel like this is like one of my skills from earlier is that I really was into social media back in high school. And I just like posting things onto Instagram, to YouTube, and like people were commenting on like my videos and photos and they're like, oh, like, do you sell these stickers? Like I am interested in buying them. Um, so that is really what like pushed me to make more and like start listing them. Yeah. So it showed that there was a demand. So when you Mm -hmm. did your research, you got this sense of like, Hey, people actually want this. Yeah. People are actually interested. Yeah. People are interested this. So if you are to our listeners, um, if you are trying to figure out, is this something that I can actually make money from? Like, is there a market for Mm -hmm. this? Ask people in the community, um, ask them things like, what are products that you want that don't currently exist? Or are there certain features that you want? Like, is there mm-hmm. a certain type of sticker that you can't find anywhere? Like, maybe it's like a a specific sort of like doctor appointment sticker that you can't find or something like that. You know, you want to mm-hmm. be able to look for these things and make sure that they don't already exist. Or if they do, like, how can you make it better? And that leads me yeah. to my next point, which is to research your competition. And how did think, you, did you do that? Um, at the time, I don't think I knew what research or competition mean, meant, but I would just like <laughs> look on Etsy. I like literally type in planner stickers and I would just see like what was out there and like how people price things. Um, which that's like a whole nother topic is like how to price your products. But I was just looking around, like just curious to see what was out there. But I didn't like, like look at anyone in particular, just, you know, seeing, just looking through the searches. Yeah. Yeah. Just getting a sense of the overall market. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel like, okay, side note, Lisa is so good at pricing things. It's really funny. Like we like to play this game where I'll be like, how much Just do you think price. this item is? And then she'll guess it. I'll like say a price. I'll be like, and it'll be like 20 bucks or something. It'll be, it'll be right, pretty, like, it'll be pretty, pretty close. accurate. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, she's just like very good. What's that? Um, what's that show called? Oh, The Price is Right. Yeah. The Price is Right. You should go on that. Show. Yeah. I should go on there. <laughs> I feel like I'm like pretty good. Yeah. Um, but, anyways, so you want to research your competition. And when I say competition, I don't mean like, this is your competitor. This is your, the person to beat. I mean, like, 
if people, if like you, you typed a search word into Etsy and your product comes up, who are the other shops and the other products that also appear alongside your product? Because that's what people will mm -hmm. be looking at when they're trying to decide what to buy. So that's really what I mean by competitor. Like mm -hmm. realistically, who, like, where are they going to spend their money at? True. So, yeah. So um, when you're thinking about your competition, you want to be realistic about who you're comparing yourself to. So for example, we would never compare ourselves to Erin Condren because she sells primarily planners um, and mm -hmm. we sell primarily planner stickers. Also, she's like a huge entity and we are um, a small, like a small business. So, mm -hmm. so if you're planning to sell planners, you wouldn't look at other, you wouldn't be looking at other shops who also sell planners. You wouldn't be looking at shops that sell planner stickers. Hopefully that makes sense. Right. And then you want to make a list of these businesses and it's helpful to do like a chart sort of thing, but really just like make mm -hmm. a list, look at everything. What are they doing? That's really good. What are they doing that could be improved on? Like maybe their processing times are a lot slower um, mm -hmm. or maybe they have really good customer service. Uh, what's their price range? Like if you were um, like Hanes t-shirt, you'd never compare yourself to like, a Chanel t-shirt. You know what I mean? Right. Like, you want to be realistic about that. Um, and then most importantly, what can you do to set your shop apart from them? Mm -hmm. That's super important. I feel like whether it's like branding or I don't know, just um, you're like more specific, you're more niche, mm -hmm. um, just trying to make sure that you guys aren't like just identical. Yeah, exactly. Like it could be something as simple as like your aesthetic is just different. You have a, like maybe they have like a luxe aesthetic and you have a super cute girly aesthetic. Mm -hmm. um, it could be something simple as that, or it could be like you invest a lot of money into packaging because packaging is important to you. Mm -hmm. um, Really anything, just like what can yeah. make you different in a way that um, feels right or like stays true to your brand. Yeah. Um, like for us, I feel like it's also changed over time as well. Like we mentioned before the whole like our shipping and all that, but also um, we've started to focus more on our business. Like how can we help other businesses? Yeah. I feel like that really does set us apart from – other sticker shops um in the planner community is like we we've been posting a lot of like small business advice on mm -hmm. our page and like we're slowly like starting to get into like courses and mm -hmm. offering advice to other shops out there and I feel like that has I haven't seen anyone else do anything like that so I feel like that is what's keeping us unique and mm -hmm separate from another shop yeah but it also stays like going back to like identifying our passions and mm -hmm. skills and stuff it also stays true to that like we've always yeah. wanted to help people um like back when we had a youtube channel it was very like educational yeah. diy well, videos lots of, like tutorial videos yeah i feel like we've we've like we're slowly like getting back into that 
Yeah, it feels almost like full circle because we're ba- going back into doing these like tutorial videos. Tutorial videos, yeah. Yep. Um, and our YouTube channel, our previous YouTube channel also, um, we started out not having a niche. We had we posted like fashion, beauty, some DIY. It was literally everything. It was just like lifestyle, like not super niche at all. But then I think we realized later on, like, hey, these our DIY videos do the best. And so we started focusing more on that. Mm-hmm. And our channel grew a lot more because we were focusing yeah. on DIY stuff. So the whole niching thing it, works yeah. regardless of whether or not you're a shop or, like, a, an influencer or whatever. Right. Content creator. Like, it's so important to just pick a niche and stick with it. Yeah. And sometimes it takes a while to figure it out and that's okay. Like you can change your niche or like, you know, as you Mm -hmm. niche down, you'll figure it out as you go. Yeah. So then the last thing I recommend is to test your idea. So how did you do that? So I tested, uh, you know, like making the sticker kits. I spent the time like designing like I said, there's a whole learning curve to like learning to use the silhouette and actually creating the stickers. But once I learned how to do that, I was making the kits, trying out different layouts, posting it to Instagram, to YouTube, getting feedback from people, um, just like their thoughts on my kit layout and like the actual sticker designs. Um just like making sure that what I was doing made sense and constantly like getting feedback from the market, I feel like is really important. Yeah. And it's funny because when you were saying that, I was like, wait a minute, you literally did this last week. You posted on our stories and was asking about um, getting feedback from people about our new monthly kit layout. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, like I still do this to this day. I, think it's really important to get feedback from your customers because these are the people who are going to be you know spending their money with you mm-hmm. so you really want to make sure that while yes you you are like the designer but you want to make sure that what you're designing makes sense for your customers yes um that definitely makes sense Um, So once you figure out your niche, I would say it's really important to make sure that every business decision you do helps to solidify your spot Mm -hmm. in this niche. Like it helps to continue building your brand within this niche. And I say that because we didn't do that. There was a time when we didn't do that, which was when we launched Bujo Guru. Um, Mm -hmm. And I love Bujo Guru. It was basically like our sister brand targeted at Bullet Journal stickers um Mm -hmm. it did well in the beginning when we focused on it yeah um it was great like we had uh, like 200 plus designs like Mm -hmm. in like consistent releases but it was just a lot like we were definitely spread out way too thin I feel like we underestimated how much work goes into running a whole other brand along with Sticker Guru (laughs) like and it quickly just fell apart but it was like um very niche in my opinion and like had we had kept going with it and like 
if we were able to stay consistent with it, I think it would have done really well. But because we literally like it was I don't know how to describe it, but it was like two heads of a dragon or whatever. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, it was just hard to stay consistent with both. Yeah. And so we because we moved out of our niche, we're like, hey, let's do this other mm-hmm. niche. Um, we were spread way too thin. So then we yeah. decided to focus on just sticker guru, which makes sense. But also like because we focused on sticker guru, now we're in this niche that is much, much different from Bujo Guru. Um, mm-hmm. So if we had just focused on sticker guru, we wouldn't have wasted that time right doing which i i still think it was a great learning experience and i love yeah. the joker but it's, yeah it was fun honestly like yeah. i had a good time designing the stickers and you know packaging them i thought they were so cute like They're, they are so cute we still sell yeah. Guru stickers on our site btw yeah. so y'all can go check it out after this but it's yeah. no longer its own separate whole other business yeah we just decided to move it under to be under sticker guru um, and we don't release anything new for it. So like all the designs, we also cut down a lot of the designs. So they're like pretty much set in stone. But yeah, yeah it still exists. It still exists. But because we moved it under Sticker Guru, I feel like it has become not its own separate niche, but a part of our current niche of just stickers that you use in your planner or just like, you know, decorative stickers. Whereas, yeah, yeah, before it was these completely different bullet journal stickers targeted towards a completely different market. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was a whole like different aesthetic. It was I I miss it. I miss Fujoku. <laughs> it was a good. It time. was honestly so cute. Like I'm obsessed. I'm I'm still obsessed. But as you can see, like it's it is hard to narrow down your niche because there's a lot of other things that you might be interested in doing Mm -hmm. and it's very tempting to also do them it's so tempting to just like want to be that one-stop shop where you offer everything and then your hopes are is that like your customer will just shop from you only but that's just not the case and I feel like that's like really unfeasible in this market, I feel yeah, like it's like you really um, need to shopping at Target. Not everyone can be a Target. What you Most sell. people are not. It's just not um, economical and makes it a lot harder for you to grow if you're just starting out. So that's it for this week's episode. Thanks so much for listening. Bye. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and TikTok at StickerGuru. Check out our shop website, StickerGuru.com. You can email us at hello at StickerGuru.com. And you can watch us on YouTube, YouTube.com slash StickerGuru. Thanks so much for tuning in. See you next week. Bye. Bye.